0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Zero Waste Countdown podcast and radio show. I am recording here in Philadelphia at the New Metrics Conference and with me for this episode is Renee Yardley. She is the Senior Vice President of Sustana Group. Renee, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. So I'm really excited to talk to you because you are in Sustana Group and it's all about recycling paper and making new products out of that recycled paper, right? That's correct awesome so can you tell me a little bit about um, like what you make the products and and everything
1: okay so the sustana group we have three facilities so there's two parts to our business one is the fiber part of our business so in the fiber part of our business we recycle millions of tons of paper into pulp that is used in the paper industry and the food packaging industry and so that's one half of the business and then on the other half of the business is rollin papers which is part of this the sustana group and at rollin Papers. But we make recycled papers, so we have 100% recycled papers and 30% recycled papers. So we take our pulp and we make paper on it. And we also, from our our sustainable fiber facilities, we also supply other paper makers with recycled fibers to use in the paper making and food packaging
0: wow. papers. So there's food packaging. Is there a regular kind of packaging? Like, did do you do cardboard
1: or anything like that? For like mail. No, safer. we don't do that. It's a bleached pulp, so it's it's going more into in into way. But we can we we recycle the cartons as well, and we have some pilot projects where we're looking at that. It's it's interesting because the packaging industry right now is one that a lot of customers are coming to us and talking about recycling and how they close the loop on the on the packaging. Oh wow!
0: Yeah. So is there kind of a move to get away from plastic at all that you're seeing?
1: Oh, ab- absolutely. Really? So it, a lot of customers. Uh, you know, it's, I was just on a panel here uh, at uh, Newmetrics on the circular value chain, and so we have a lot of customers coming to us that want to talk about closing the loop and and circularity. And one of the big conversations that we have around is is packaging. So, one, mm-hmm. they want to look at how can, they can recycle their own packaging that they're they're, they're creating, and then how they get their recy- recycled content into packaging.
0: So, with paper, can you? do the closed loop like much
1: easier than plastic because we know that plastic kind of downgrades but with paper can you keep recycling it reuse the fibers in in paper as seven about seven times before the fiber becomes too short and it's no longer usable to make paper again but definitely the paper-based industry is good for the the circular economy Mm-hmm. And that's a lot too, seven times. Yes, if you think, yeah, about-, it's, it's, you think about it, right? So, yeah. and and the circular economy is all about eliminating waste and better use of resources, right? So, mm-hmm. and paper has one of the highest recovery re- rates out there oh, for good. much higher than plastic. When I when I d- done research into that because I'm obviously more focused on the on the paper industry. So, you know, we recover about sixty percent, and those are the U.S. statistics from American. Um, Forest and Paper Association, and so it's like I said, it's one of the the materials that has the highest recovery rates out there. So, and, mm-hmm. we, and we we still want to make it higher.
0: Yeah, and so when we make paper, just for listeners who are listening and might not know how paper is made, um, I, I, everybody knows it comes from trees.
1: <laughs> <So> we <can laughs> well, it, initially, that. so but but our our source actually is the urban forest. So we we mm-hmm. are not. When we're making 100% recycled paper, so all of the paper has come from, for, for example, sorted office papers, and so we take that, we make it into pulp, and we make it back into into paper. So we're it's a, we're a little different in the in the industry in that we don't we don't manage forest lands on there, so we're we're not doing any of the that that front end process there.
0: So you don't even need to
1: mix new. Wood paper, like new, new fiber. Yes, we do. So you yes, do we use do. A so bit new- we we would we would purchase that from other other manufacturers. So know yeah. our thirty percent recycled, so seventy percent of that is going to be uh, new uh, virgin, what we call virgin virgin pulp. So that's the first time that it's been used. So yeah. we're we're purchasing that from other manufacturers. Yeah, I know plastic has
0: to do that with a lot of different things when you're recycling it. You need like some some new stuff with the old stuff, stuff that, that that goes in, yeah, to make it mm-hmm. like workable. Yeah, and there are some like sustainability goals that I saw on your website. So. Can you talk a bit about any of those? Yeah.
1: So actually, we just we've just come off of a whole year where we did our sustainability strategy. So we did the material materiality assessment for for that, and we use the um, UN SDGs as as our framework, right, to sustainable decide sustainable development, development goals. goals. That's correct. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're at, at New Metrics is like al- alphabet soup here, right? So it's <laughs> we, we use a everywhere. lot of acronyms. Yeah. Yeah, but yes. So we use the framework. Of the UN SDGs when we were doing our materiality, if I could say that, as, as assessment, and so that we could find the areas that we would have the most impact, because you can't focus on everything. You can't, um, if, you, if you put too many goals out there, you'll never achieve any of them, and they're, they're all long-term goals. So when we did that impact assessment, so um, the three areas that we're focusing on is, number one is the environment. Um, number two Yay. is, is, and, and what impact. And then if, as, as papermaker, that, that was always in our, in our DNA when we were looking at, at sustainability. The, the the number one area that we were always focusing on was the environment. So we sort of felt that we have an impact on that. Um, the next one is, is sustainable communities, and the third one is the third pillar of our goals is the circular value economy. And mm-hmm. so we and then we set very specific goals under that. So for example, in the circular value economy, is like uh, by twenty thirty we don't want to put any waste into landfills because when we're recycling the paper for example in our in our fiber mills then you will have byproducts of the recycling process that Mm -hmm. we can't use anymore so then we're taking and we're landfilling that it's a small percentage of Mm -hmm. the the whole process but it still does go to landfill so we're working on ways that we wouldn't landfill by 2030 is our is is our goal
0: oh good yeah and um the facilities are like is is that the main focus of the facilities because i think the facilities are like operating are you operating towards zero waste or are you operating toward like lowering emissions of the facilities or so
1: that would fall under the environmental goals so we yeah. set, set specific targets under the environmental goals so the lowering of overall emissions when we did our lca it's it's hard for us because a lot of our emissions come from scope three transportation right so it's it's difficult for for us to do that but looking at our footprint and trying to bring those down water usage is a a number one the paper making has intense water usage so you know recycling the water we already do that but how we become more efficient at that so a lot of the environment the specific environmental goals are related to that so i don't really know how
0: to recycle paper so i think i've seen maybe videos of of people taking paper and like
1: soaking it and then drying it again? So there's, we have a, a, an industrial process to, uh, to, to do that. So yes, the paper comes in as fibers. So you're getting, for example, sorted office papers coming in. And so we use those and then we chop those all up and we put them in a, well, I'll call it a bath that includes chemicals. And then we break it all down and then we dry it partially So that, that we make, there's two different kinds of pulp. So we don't fully dry the, the pulp. We have what's called a wet lap pulp that we ship off to the, the, the paper makers. And then you add some chemicals in there and we have to make sure of the, the sustainability of those of those chemicals, and then it, we turn it back into sheets of of pulp that can be reused to make paper. So, are you buying
0: the paper from material recycling facilities like those MRFs?
1: Yeah, col- we from collection a- agencies, right? So, it's sorted office papers. So, um, we work with different companies that purchase those sorted office papers. Um, we do work with some. Uh, we have some specific programs in the in the US, for example, with the Carton Council in Wisconsin where they collect cartons uh, oh. for food packaging cartons, alpine recycling in Denver, and then they bring those to the Wisconsin facilities. So we use that as as fiber as as well. We're in Canada, for example, we're not use, we're not using the municipal recycling facilities at this because the with the single stream recycling it would be contaminated. The, it's too right? contaminated yeah. for us to use in the, in the process. But those yeah. are those are definitely conversations that, that is particularly with the ban of China it has made on a lot of the waste yeah, going into it, going into China, right? So the, those are conversations that have started to be had with some of the municipal um, ones, particular. You know, we have a facility in near Quebec City, and so we we're starting to look at that now. How we could take alternate sources of of fiber mm-hmm.
0: but the office fiber must just be very easy to take because it would just be it's, paper
1: that's it's just paper well yeah. it's not always just paper right no. so you you'll get um you know, people throw a lot of things that get like the post-it notes that are they a problem they, are they, they <laughs> are they are a problem you'll get elastics in there you'll get plastic that you know because even in the in the office buildings uh, you know in, in our office buildings we put uh different uh bins for people to recycle and you still get contamination um yeah it's so hard to clips. that's a, that was the yeah, word that's episode. what i was thinking yeah, actually yeah, paper clips go so so you get a number of things and you'll you if you ever visited one of our our uh, pulp facilities you'll see that there's like a, there's plastic there's uh there's metal there's glass that gets yeah. that gets in there so it it, it still Gets contaminated, but Hopefully not probably not use. like food because that would be no. <laughs> well, well, with the with the, <laughs> with the cartons, and that's where our Wisconsin facility is is different. We have technology to deal with. For example, we we can recycle cups there, so we have the ability to like the coffee cups, like the coffee cups. <gasps> so we can wow. we can pull out the plastic liner barrier that that's in there, and then recycle the fibers.
0: So. Yay! Yeah. I want to like stand up and clap right now because that is such a big problem. In our world, right? Yes. So, yeah, that's yeah. very amazing. Um, and so, I would assume that the curtains are similar. So, I think I think in America they use more jugs for milk, but. We have well, we have the bags of course. Yes, which yes. Is kind of unique, <laughs> I think, but we typically use the cartons. So my understanding is that they're a fiber and then mm-hmm. they're covered in polyethylene terapith, like a PET yes. lining. So at the Wisconsin facility are you
1: Yes, we can we,
0: separating the yes. P E T? Yes, we wow. can,
1: we can take that out and then use the fiber.
0: Wow, and then what do you do with the PET? Is that does it have to be
1: that has to be landfilled? And that's what yeah. I'm saying. You know, part of our circular economy goals, right, is to find a use for 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 that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is that like do
1: you, do you know how it's separated? Like, is it a trade secret? Is it like boiling? Like within the process when they're when they're breaking it down, it pulls apart, and then we uh, the, the the plastic lining will come apart. And and I just if if any of our engineers are listening they're going crazy. <laughs> <seemed> to me. <laughs> so, but trying to simplify it and the, the plastic lining comes out and then we gather the, the plastic lining out before we continue on with the process.
0: That's amazing because yeah. I've always wondered how they do that. And I think my listeners are going to be pretty happy like I am to hear that there is a process to recycle coffee cups because it's one of the things we do on Zero Waste. I say there's like the big three. So beverage bottles, like the mm-hmm. plastic ones, it's nice to eliminate those, so you know, to deal with them. Um, coffee cups is an easy one to get rid of because you can bring your own and then uh, plastic bags, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's very nice to hear that we can because i don't i don't think we're going to get rid of the coffee cups like the to go coffee cups anytime yeah, soon because they're very valuable to to coffee chains and i guess you're working with Starbucks on that, right?
1: So actually on our website, there's a there's a video called uh, Cup to Cup that uh, your listeners can take a look at. It's a stanagroup.com. And um, so basically what we did with, it was a proof of concept, right? So Starbucks gathered up the cups. We got them to our Wisconsin facility. We recycled the cups and then we uh, in turn provided that fiber to their cup stock maker and converter to make them back into into cups and there is recycled content in in Starbucks cups and that video really? shows you all how that works. The challenge is to do it on a large scale
0: mm-hmm. So they're in North America or mm-hmm. like everywhere or like this, no, is th- this was
1: this was a pilot project in the United States yeah. that we did for them to prove that it can be done. Right, mm-hmm. so it, it, it can be done. The, the challenge is that a lot of the uh, the recycling facilities don't take cups, right? So people don't um, don't do that. So I've also seen in Canada, Tim Tim Hortons is um, yeah. there. There are certain restaurants out there where they're they're um, collecting those those cups for for recycling. I was in Kitchener, and I and I did I did see that. So you've I think seen they, someone collecting Tim Hortons cups. Yes, I think wow. that's I think that again, it's I think it's on a small scale, and they're they're doing some proof of concept on that. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's really one of the things that, you know, I think that um, people are looking to business, that the consumers are demanding more. So they see all the waste out there. They want to, they want a solution and they want transparency. And so the companies are really looking to their supply chain to find solutions to these, these issues that Mm -hmm. are, that are out there. And it's, it's really consumer driven. So this was an example of what, what can be done out oh, there to find solutions. Mm-hmm. And, and I think business is going to be the key going forward. Me too. To, <laughs> to finding environmental solutions. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. I say that a lot and yeah. I try and focus on businesses because it's, it's them that are producing it. And it's them who can make the most change and do the most wonderful things. And they also have the money to like fund the changes. And um, so very, very good things happening. And yeah, I think people might start getting tired of seeing the Tim Hortons cups like on the side of the road, which like isn't necessarily Tim Hortons fault, but like they have to take some consumer responsibility too. So it's like, you know, the customer or the business, but it would be nice to get them kind of out of the roads a yeah. lot, you know. So yeah. hopefully we see that. I I don't know. I, ha- I
1: haven't seen that. I just use that as a, because I did see that in, in uh, somewhere. It has nothing to do with uh, with our particular company, but I did see that. So I'm sure that they're looking at that as well. So if, if so. you know, we have done the proof of concept on one side, so we know that it can be done.
0: Yeah, maybe they will they will use you guys or something <laughs> to to uh, to look into that. So okay, we're at metrics, so we're talking a lot
1: about like. Reporting and stuff. Uh, so, you do like the life cycle assessment. Yes, we have done a like life cycle assessment for both our fiber facility and our paper facility.
0: So, what what is that like? What does that look like? Can you walk us through?
1: It's very detailed, science based assessment of your impact on the on the environment. And so, you know, we we boil that down to. Digestible uh, things. The the actual report that they put out is is about 150 pages of what your, you know, your greenhouse gas emission impact is. And we actually, when we did our life cycle assessment, we used a, a, a company called Agico and we we went further than than was required with the life cycle assessment. So we are also um, assessing our impact on human health, on biodiversity, and and you know really making a comprehensive assessment with the uh, the impact of, of our products on the environment
0: so for any listeners who don't know what a life cycle assessment is I guess it's a little bit self-explanatory so I'm assuming that you are maybe looking at a cup and then you were looking at like the beginnings and the material that's Made and transportation, all the stuff right till the end of
1: use. It's it's, it, it's right to the end of use. So so we we're we're looking at our our own operations, right? Mm-hmm. So you know we we make papers. So so we're looking at the impact of our manufacturing operations on the environment, right through through to end of use with that with those papers. Mm-hmm. So the the paper that we manufacture. So we're you know we're not taking it out to our customer level and what what they're doing with it once once it's out uh, mm-hmm. there and you know emissions biodiversity human health all the impacts that we would have on the environment
0: mm-hmm. so we know that your group is is sustainable and that it's doing good things so is there a way of us going to the grocery store and seeing that like maybe you're involved with the carton that we buy or something. Like, is there any way to know?
1: No, not really. So, so we're a business to business organization. So, so we're selling um, our products into other other businesses. There's very few examples of where you would actually be able to find our branded products. Mm-hmm. So, if, particularly on the fiber side, you will never find our, our branded products because it's it's part of the supply chain for um, papermakers and. And uh, food packaging uh, makers, right? So you you would never find that on the roll and paper side. You you could find um, some of our branded products um, in in the store. So if you went, for example, on the Staples website, we sell our. Our copy paper that we we make on there, but there's mostly it's going into business to business applications, which is, you know, printers, things like that. Sometimes the the, the printers will put the, that it's printed on that particular product because it's 100% recycled paper. So then, then you would know, but otherwise, unless you, you're going to go to, um, well, for example, uh, Costco in Canada has our Enviro copy paper. So you could go into Costco and find that. Um, you could go onto stables and find the copy paper, but the most of the applications you wouldn't find. So you can
0: get 100% recycled paper?
1: Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. You know, copy have to. paper for your for your home printer. So mm-hmm. yes, we we have that.
0: And what about toilet paper? That can be a 100% recycled too content?
1: Um it, it <laughs> I'm not as knowledgeable about the tissue, <laughs> the tissue industry. So, we do from our fiber facilities, we do sell a tissue grade of, of fiber. So, it goes in there. In North America, there are not a lot of companies out there. Um, it's becoming more and more where they're using recycled content in toilet paper or tissue for yeah. for for example but um it's, yeah. th- that that's more prevalent elsewhere in the world and it's more prevalent in the uh, away from home as well so for your home usage people buy one thing and then for away from home they they like find offices
0: or stadiums and like that kind of yeah. thing
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, cuz we talked about that before on the show about how do you get toilet paper that's not wrapped in plastic? Well, <laughs> when you see it in the grocery store, it usually comes in plastic and maybe another plastic wrapping, so two plastic wrappings. Mm-hmm. Uh so there is places on Amazon where you can find it. It just comes in a box and then it comes in a paper wrap like each each roll is individual. Wrapped, um, so it's kind of helpful.
1: It's funny that you bring that up because I just read an article um, on there's there's a niche market out there that is a, in North America that's that's looking for under, for 100 percent <laughs> re, recycled tissue. So yeah, without uh, the plastic. Without right? the plastic, and and it's it's mostly it, I don't know what retailers would do. They didn't mention that in in the article, but they were they were talking about smaller manufacturers Manufacturers that were that were doing that, and it was almost like those uh, the club programs that you would uh, sign up for, and then oh, they would like, they'd ship them to you. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, or like a subscription, maybe a subscription. And and so I saw that like some of the the packaging that you make is food contact packaging. Yes. Is that mm-hmm. right? They're, yes. So yeah. how does that work? Because wouldn't food kind of like soak into the paper or like?
1: So the the fiber that we make at our Wisconsin facility is um, is FDA approved so they can use that that fiber in the food packaging uh that they're that they're making and then they they treat it um once it's there to um th- th- with with special i hate to use the word chemicals but uh with with a, with a layers so of for grease resistance okay so that it doesn't fall apart when you're when you're using it
0: yeah would that be like eggshell
1: cartons or something? Maybe they don't have a... Those That's coating. molded. That's molded fiber. So okay. that, that's, yeah, the, the pulp can go into a molded fiber carton and, and a number of quick service restaurants are using um, molded fiber uh, containers mm-hmm. and then also the lightweight uh, packaging as well. that it is, So those are things like sandwich wraps, for example. So you go into- Oh, the paper sandwich wraps. The paper sandwich oh, yeah. wraps, exactly. So our, yeah. our fiber can go into that. And, and those, those papers, they use a special technology to treat them so that the paper fiber does not soak up the liquid or grease. But it's like is, a safe- it's uh, absolutely FDA approved, FDA approved. So our fiber has to be FDA approved. Yeah. In that whole process, everything has to be approved for direct food contact.
0: Mm-hmm. So can I ask you a couple of questions about your career and how you got into sure. Like, sustainability? Uh,
1: sure. Cool. So... How did you get into this role, like in- in, in, okay, into this this particular role? So, I have I've been in the paper industry for 18 years, and um, I came to Sustainable. Uh, it'll be four years in in December, and so I had I had been with my other company for 14 years, and I was really attracted to. I, I initially went to. Roland Papers, because my whole background was in the in the paper industry. Is that like a big paper company, Roland? Ro- Roland is part of the Sustana Group. Okay, and and so it's uh, so I I initially went went there, and I was very attracted by the whole recycling uh, uh, sustainability story. I had done another master's degree and really focused on on uh, sustainability marketing. Oh, And so I wanted to, the opportunity presented itself. And I, I, I just, I I believe that we can have such a, such an impact. And so to go and work for a company that is in that sustainability uh, space is what attracted me to go to Roland, which is now the Sustana Group. Is there a sustainable marketing program somewhere? So there was many courses. So 18 years ago, when I was doing my M- MBA, um, th- that didn't, th- that wasn't even a focus, right? Yeah. So I really had gone back to, I w- had gone back to school and, and, um, so there's many schools that, that, that offer, uh, sustainability cer- certificates and the, uh, the, the program that I was doing had, as part of the master's program, they had sustainability marketing. And so I, I cool. took a look at that and then I thought I can put that to you, said Roland. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many different skills we can have to be sustainable. And- I,
1: absolutely, and and more and more, there there are uh, programs out there that are focusing on sustainability. Like I said, you know, when I did initially did my my MBA, it it wasn't even a consideration, right? So you know, you always heard that, that, you know, the business of business is business, right? And, and profits, right? Well, in the, in the new economy, it's, it's more than making profits. It's your impact on society as well. So, and it's not just, you know, it's not just from an environmental standpoint, it's from the social and governance aspects as well.
0: Do you find you're seeing that more in America than Canada though? Cause sometimes I think I am, but maybe it's just because the population is 10 times bigger. So
1: I, um, you know honestly I uh, that's hard for me to say because you know our businesses are it's so both. intertwined so yeah. it's, it's all I mean, yeah. I'm I'm talking about so my my perception would probably be a little bit biased uh it, you know I'm in that in that sus- sustainable business space mm. so that's what you know and our customers are are like-minded right so we have a blog with green champ uh, we call green champions and uh you know we, we're, we're talking about all of the sustainable Sustainability initiatives of our of our customers, and there's a balance. You know, we've had Patagonia, for example, as a green champion, but we've also had all the Air Canada as a, as a green champion, and Septes Soleil, based out of Montreal, and all the initiatives that these companies are are taking. So, I, I don't see any difference, any difference between cool. the between the two markets. Awesome. Oh well, this has been great,
0: Renee. So thank you so much for okay. sitting down with me and oh, it's,
1: it's been wonderful
0: uh, telling us all about this. So thank you. That was Renee Yardley. She's the senior vice president of Sustana Group.
1: Did you know you can now
0: find our episodes on YouTube? If you have a YouTube account, please like, subscribe, and comment on there. And if you haven't given us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, please do so. It helps the algorithms push our show up in search results, which means more people will discover the show and more zero-waste solutions will be shared around the world from our amazing guests that we've had on the show. I'm a volunteer at my local college radio station and I don't make very much money, so if you have a few bucks to spare each month, you can sign up and be a patron on Podbean. There's a little reward button you can click on there. I'm also on Patreon, but I want to keep all my content free for everyone instead of putting it behind a paywall. So you also can donate directly on the show's website, zerowastecountdown.com. We are a registered nonprofit in Canada called the Zero Waste Countdown Initiative. Thanks for listening, everybody, and thanks to our listeners in America, Canada, Germany, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Spain, and wherever else you're tuning in from. Together, we're going to change the world. Change starts now.
1: This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast.